And there is some breaking news at this hour of major significance. Alexei Navalny, the opposition leader, basically, I mean, declared, it's not like he has elected office, but he was imprisoned. He was once poisoned by Vladimir Putin, and he has died. 47 years old. And I realize there are no sobering reminders for Western morons, but the people who still seem to think that uh, Vladimir Putin isn't such a bad guy and, um, you know, Tucker Carlson, who's still on some sort of a tour of Russia, celebrating how amazing everything is in is in Russia. Alexei Navalny, just the latest person. We don't know the cause of death, but he shouldn't have been in prison to begin with, should never have been poisoned to begin with. So Vladimir Putin continues his ongoing record of being able to kill off anybody who opposes him. I always say there's a famous line from Hotel New Hampshire, keep passing by the open windows, because the idea is an open window, somebody might just throw themselves out of it. And in Russia, they get thrown out of them on a regular basis. But uh, that is beyond tragic and just more confirmation, because if anybody was positioned you know, you kind of have a Nelson Mandela figure. If anybody was positioned to be able to start muscling out Vladimir Putin, it was Alexei Navalny, but now he is dead. Carmi Levy joins us now uh, to talk tech. Nice to have you, sir. Good to be here, John. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's start with the idea. I mean, I think most of us know almost everything is questionable on social media and the internets, but now we're getting warned by you know national security figures. Yeah, the Communications Security Establishment, or CSE, they are the national technical authority for cybersecurity. They provide cybersecurity service guidance, everything about it, to the federal government. They're responsible for protecting the federal government and its technologies from attack. Uh, and they are saying that disinformation, obviously, is a significant and growing problem. And they've gone so far as to launch a uh, an advertising campaign targeted at Women and women and millennials and people of color across TikTok and YouTube and other social media platforms uh, to warn us that if you see something that that gets your emotion going, if it raises your eyebrow, uh, ask questions, check the facts before you share something. They're trying to teach us how to behave properly online in this new era of disinformation. I have never seen in you know globally any organization like. Like this at a national level, advertised to citizens uh, about disinformation. This is truly unprecedented, and Canada now leads the way. You know what, though? It's absolutely fascinating because yesterday, for example, came across a, um, a tweet or an X, I don't know what we call them now, and it said, <laughs> it was a big picture of Marcy Ian, who is a federal cabinet minister, and it said, Marcy Ian has vowed that if the liberals lose power, she will move to the United States. And I thought... Nobody would, you know, what Canadian would move to Trump land to get away from Canada because they didn't get reelected to a liberal government? And so, you know, I asked Marcy Ian if it was true. She said it's not. But there it is. And, you know, the, the reactions to it, it goes on for hundreds of tweets of people saying stupid liberal. 
Yeah, and this is this is you know, partially the work of artificial intelligence. It makes it a lot easier for bad actors, uh, you know, uh, cyber criminals, uh, state-sponsored hackers, uh, to do their thing. They can easily create so-called synthetic assets, lies like this one, like the ones we've been seeing circulating around Mary Berg, Lisa Laflamme, you name yeah. any public official. Those ads are showing up in your feeds, uh, and they're designed to get you going. Wait a second, Mary Berg wouldn't say that. Marcy Ian wouldn't move to the U.S. Uh, and of course, it's designed to pull you in. It's all misinformation and disinformation. Uh, and unfortunately, it's ridiculously easy for us to engage with it because most of us aren't doing that due diligence. And that's what this ad campaign is all about. Tell us to skip a beat, check background sources, make sure that you know where it comes from. Don't simply share it in your social feeds because you are fueling this scourge. You've got to change your behaviors if we want to rein this kind of thing in. Okay, well, let me give you another example, actually. It's very funny that we're talking about this this morning because I'd kind of prepared a whole packet on bogus stuff from Twitter. <laughs> Here's another one. This is a video that was posted, and they said, this is Pierre Polyev's candidate in New Brunswick. What's going on? Nick, the audio. What would happen if every single student in this auditorium began to set aside an hour a day just to be I prophesy that within a month, you guys... Now, that is not Pierre Polyev's candidate in New Brunswick. That is an evangelical or some kind of whack job from the American South. But, you know, somebody would see that and go, oh, God, Pierre Polyev's going to do this. And it's incredibly easy for those malevolent actors to uh, go online, find audio of Pierre, Pierre Poliev, and then roll that audio through uh, an audio a video, an audio cloning app, um, audio generator. And then they can essentially put any word they want into his mouth, create whatever kind of ad they want, and then run it online for you know basically pennies uh, at a large and global scale. So, uh, you know, just because you've heard something or and they can do the same thing with video as well as imagery just because you've heard something or you've seen something doesn't mean that it's true and increasingly uh, it is now more likely that it is synthetic content and of course we may have an we, we will definitely have an election by next year possibly this year as we head into this election period as the u.s is in its own election period the risk of this disinformation being used to push elections uh, in the wrong way is growing and it's happening right in front of us so we either change our behaviors john uh, or we're going to be part of the problem. We'll be contributing to the problem. It's ultimately our choice. Carmi, there's another tech story this morning, and that's about the Apple Vision Pro, which apparently is turning out to be a bit of a bust. Headaches, eye strain, motion sickness, even burst blood vessels in people's <laughs> eyes and on their faces. Uh, they sold, uh, reported uh, about 200,000 uh, before they launched on February 2nd. And now we're coming up on that, the end of the two-week uh, return window. So we're starting to see some reports of it. Apple, of course, not confirming it. But the thing weighs, depending on how it's configured, between a pound and a pound and a half on your head. It has different straps. It's very You have to fit it very carefully. If you don't fit it just right, 
uh, you know, over time, that can become a, a major drag on you. We're st- this is very new. We're still figuring it out. And for a lot of people, it's incredibly physically annoying. Uh, Apple recommends, they say that it could cause uh, uh, some discomfort. Uh, and they recommend if you do experience discomfort to take it off for 20 to 30 minutes and try again. Uh, but this is version one. And I think we kind of had to expect this. It doesn't mean the product is a failure, but it does mean that until this becomes a normal technology for all of us, like smartphones are, it's going to have to go through some tweaking. And for some people, that tweaking is going to be super uncomfortable. You may want to wait for version two or version three. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess I'm glad that I'm turning into a grumpy old man and I (laughs) don't need all this tech. (laughs) All this stuff makes me nauseous anyway. Every time I've ever worn uh, VR goggles or, you know, that kind of equipment, I've always gotten sick no matter how hard I try. I take gravel beforehand. It doesn't do me any good. So I'm guessing I'd probably be one of those returnees as well. And so I think I'm going to wait too. Thanks a lot, Carmi. What a pleasure. Appreciate it, John. Carmi Levy on tech. He is our tech specialist. Now, like I said, he's normally here on a Tuesday for Tech Tuesday, but when there's something bigger in the news, we bring him back in, as we do with all our experts. Ditto with Dan Riskin and Mitch Shulman. 